2: Monday edition of OutKick it's President's Day and the South is under siege from ice and snow the Snowzar are is here with you along with Lance Taylor Chad Withrow and Bobby Barack we're breaking down everything in the world of sports getting you ready for hopefully the pandemonium to come uh, from all of the snowfall this is OutKick 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern it's live but the show begins on podcast now. Welcome in. I hope all of you are having a fantastic President's Day. We are here in the Farmers Outkick Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. Wild, 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 wild weather. For much of the country, including where I live in Nashville, where we are in the middle of an icepocalypse, uh, it looks like the White Walkers have suddenly arrived in uh, the city of Nashville. This is not normal for us. Uh, For those of you in Texas, for those of you in Arkansas, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Alabama, Tennessee, soon to be Uh, Many other states as well, I would imagine. This is a strange weather world indeed. Also, a wild late night if many of you are just waking up. When you went to bed, you may not have known what was going to happen in NASCAR. The Daytona 500 finishes after midnight with a wild final lap that features a multi-car collision and ends up with a guy who was a 66 to 1 underdog winning at the checkered flag also Anthony Davis leaves the game against the Nuggets with a reported injury. Uh, Dr. David Chow was texting with me late last night. Uh, he's written about the uh, the incident up on OutKick. You can go read it at OutKick.com. Uh, and he said, uh, good news, and this is directly from Dr. David Chow, no definitive video evidence of a complete Achilles tear. Bad news, clearly symptomatic from 10-9. Could have a partial tear. Have to think a shutdown is coming. High reaggravation rate. Uh, he says the amount. I'm reading directly from his article. The amount of time missed will depend on the severity. Tendonitis is inflammation of the tendon, but oft, oft, often involves microscopic tearing. This setback indicates the attempt to play through has failed. I don't see how he can continue for the time being. Uh, The blood flow is poor to the tendon and thus healing takes longer like a paper cut often heals slower than when you cut yourself shaving and it bleeds a lot. Also, there's an increased risk of a complete Achilles rupture, which would mean surgery and missing an entire calendar year. At this point, and I'm reading from Dr. David Chow, at this point, I would be surprised if Davis played again in February. A good result would be a full return in March, but this easily could extend to April and beyond. The extent of damage on the MRI will be the key, but the Lakers need to plan for an extended absence of, uh, of the injury from Anthony Davis. Now, I believe I saw early this morning reports that Anthony Davis uh, is going to travel to Minneapolis, and that he will take his uh, that he will get the MRI in Minneapolis, as opposed to staying in uh, and, and getting the MRI in LA, which I would think is a uh, is a good sign, at least in some way, because if they thought that the injury was really, really significant, I don't think they would put him on the road to be able to check and see what exactly is going uh, is going to happen for him going forward but that is uh, the big news two major sporting events that happen uh, after much of the east coast for sure had already gone to bed and uh, and now look i mean i think the reality is as you well know as long as anthony davis is not severely injured Uh, meaning basically out for the season, I'm not sure it really matters how many games he plays in for the Lakers because, again, we're still dealing with effectively no home court advantage. So as long as the Lakers are able to be in a position to make the playoffs, which they are really, really easy, I'm not sure that it even matters how many games he plays at all. And right now, if the season were ending today through 28 games, the Lakers would be your overall number two seed. And again, without any major crowds to deal with at all, home court advantage really shouldn't be any kind of issue to worry about at all. And given that the Lakers have a eight-game-ish lead on uh, the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, who would be the number nine team overall, it would take an epic collapse for the Lakers not to be in really strong shape in terms of being in uh, ready for the playoffs. So as long as Anthony Davis hasn't torn his Achilles and isn't out for the remainder of the season, and as long as this is not some sort of lingering aggravation-related issue, I think you would still have to make the Lakers a pretty substantial favorite to repeat as uh, as champions in the Western Conference. And I'm checking uh, right now, uh, the team futures, the Lakers, you can still bet them. So this, to me, is always a significant factor. From an odds maker perspective, you can often learn more by going and checking and seeing whether the odds are remaining open. The Lakers are still the favorites to be the overall NBA champions. If there was legitimate concern that Anthony Davis had had a serious, serious injury, the Lakers would not necessarily still be the favorites and or at a minimum, they would have taken down the lines. But you can go right now to fanduel.com slash clay and get your bets in and not even have to worry at all about uh, about that so Again, we have got a loaded program for you. It's the President's Day edition of Outkick. Uh, let me give you a little bit of an idea where we're going uh, in terms of this overall show. Uh, in the uh, Let's see. Oh, we've got it all laid out here for you. Lance Taylor is going to join us. My buddy uh, from 94.5 Jocks out in Birmingham in the next segment. Uh, Chad Withrow, who is a new Outkick employee, will join us in the second hour. And then Bobby Barak, also an Outkick employee, will join us in the third hour. That is where we are headed. All right, so that is the latest on Anthony Davis. Again, reading from Dr. David Chow's article uh, that went up several hours ago uh, is the top story right now at outkick.com. I would encourage you guys to go check that out if you want a more detailed analysis. But if you are a Laker fan or you're waking up early this morning and you haven't heard anything at all about Anthony Davis, uh, first of all, happy President's Day. But that is where we are headed there exactly. So, the other major news that happened after midnight again, a wild, wild ending in NASCAR. And I don't claim to be an expert in NASCAR, as any of you know, uh, but Michael McDowell is the beneficiary after a massive wreck down the stretch uh, because Joey Logano, who was the leader on the final lap, uh, Brad Kozlowski attempted to pass Logano. Logano threw a block. Uh, They were teammates, and that crashed them both. McDowell stayed where he was, managed to run through this explosive accident uh, at the end, and McDowell managed to come out as the champ. Uh, McDowell was a 100-to-1 underdog when the race began. He won for the first time in 358 cup starts uh, when uh, the checkered flag, again, after midnight, about 12-15, uh, after a six-hour rain delay, the Daytona 500 was complete, and it was a wild stretch run. Uh, and again, Joey Logano was in the lead. It looked like he was going to win. If you didn't see this, then Brad Kozlowski basically uh, had tried to pass him. Logano tried to block him, and, uh, and man, it turned into... A, uh, a huge mess. Uh, everybody always gets into who's to blame. Uh, Brad Kozlowski said, I don't feel like I made a mistake, but I can't drive everybody else's car. Uh, so frustrating. Logano had no explanation. Pandemonium, I guess, chaos struck. It's a real bummer that none of the Pinsky cars won, but at least a Ford won. I'm really happy for McDowell. If we couldn't win, I'm really too happy to see McDowell win this thing. Uh, so, that was the way that that went down. Now, craziness, bedlam, insanity uh, in uh, in Nashville. Uh, there is ice everywhere uh, all over this region. I've never seen ice come down like it was last night and like it is expected to continue all throughout the morning. I was supposed to be headed... To Mexico tomorrow. They have already canceled my flight, so who knows when I'll be able or if I'll be able to get out of the city. There are basically airports shut down, uh, winter storm warning in effect, and lots more snow coming. I understand If you live in different parts of the country, you may think this is no big deal. We don't deal well with winter weather at all, especially not with ice. I tweeted out a video of a big truck that was sliding on the black ice completely sideways coming out of its driveway uh, yesterday afternoon. This thing not going away anytime soon, a total mess uh, here in Nashville. So I hope everybody can stay healthy and avoid getting into any kind of severe issues going forward. But I want to thank all of you out there for starting your Monday morning, your President's Day with me. Up next, we're going to be joined by uh, Lance Taylor. We'll continue to break down everything in the world of sports, Welcome back in President's Day edition. We are rolling through here in the Farmers Outkick Studios. You can call 1-888-FARMERS-TO-SWITCH and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. We are dealing with uh, one of the uh, most scary things that exist. Everybody's region like has different things that they're terrified of. Uh, for example, Jeff Shorts, who's going to be in for the rest of this week, I believe guest hosting with Jonas Knox, I first met Jeff when he was moving from the West Coast to Nashville to train for the NFL Combine. And that first February and March, we had a couple of tornado scares. And he was terrified of the idea of a tornado because he had spent his entire life in L.A. and in Oregon on the West Coast. He'd never he'd heard about tornadoes, but he'd never been anywhere near where a tornado might come. Whereas I had never been anywhere near really where an earthquake might happen. And so whatever you are not used to, I lived in the Caribbean, everybody's terrified of hurricanes, right? Because you're on this tiny island there and everybody watches the hurricane news like cray, like hawks. Uh, and even when there are bad rainstorms, like people lose their mind like they do in L.A. and Southern California when it rains. Uh, in the South, the weather event, I would say, that we are terrified of the most is not necessarily snow it's ice, and my city right now, Nashville, is getting absolutely pelted with ice. LT, I don't know if you saw the video that I put up. Uh, Lance Taylor, 94.5, down in Birmingham, joins me now. But all over Texas, all over Arkansas, Oklahoma, it's sweeping across the south right now. In Tennessee, ice. Are you guys getting weather in Alabama? Uh-
0: we are going to get the weather. It looks like, uh, yeah. it looks like it is coming tonight. It's going to drop down into the teens side. It's going to rain all day today. And I think yep. a low of 18 tonight. So I think we're going to have the icing problem that you guys are having now. I did see, are you talking about like from the ring doorbell cam? Yeah. Where the, where the truck just is just pulling, sliding. Pulling yes. Yeah.
2: Have you, and, ever, and been like be? have you yeah. ever been like that on ice? Have you ever been like that on ice and just lost control of your car? No, I that's I one of the worst imagine, things. Man. That's one of the worst things to be. I, I have twice slid on ice in my life. Uh, the first time I was in my, uh, I was a teenager and I hit ice and I was in a neighborhood and my car just turned completely circled. Right. And then I just kept right on driving. Right. I took my hands, uh, cause you really can't do anything right. Like you can try to steer and people tell you what to do. But the truth of the matter is when your car starts sliding on ice, it's one of the worst feelings ever. In fact, There are probably people out there who have this feeling every now and then. I have nightmares every now and then about driving a car and you just lose the ability to control it. I know sometimes people can skid on water, uh, but when you're in a car and you suddenly lose the ability to like you start to feel your car turning in a way that you can't control it's one of the worst feelings ever second time i wasn't even sliding very far i hit a tree i was probably going like two miles an hour uh but the second time said i got caught on the ice too so when i watched that truck if you haven't seen it go to my twitter handle at clay travis you can scroll down this is a guy in nashville backing out of his driveway it's black ice right you really can't see it And he just, a big truck, a big four-wheel drive truck. It's not like it was a, you know, tiny little car. And he's literally sliding in his car. I'm assuming it's a dude. You can't really tell who the driver is, but I'm assuming big truck guy. And he's just sliding sideways, unable to do anything. Well, did we get an end result? I have not heard what happened. I was... I mean, I think he, it wasn't going fast enough for him to be hurt, right? So the the car could certainly have been damaged, but he wasn't sliding fast enough, I think, for anything bad to happen, or I wouldn't have uh, shared it without you being able to see the conclusion. But, no, you can't definitively tell uh, what happened at the end of that slide.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's amazing how excited the kids get about snow day. Oh, and yeah. Look, I get that. You know, I remember watching the ticker on TV as a kid, just waiting for, for that school system to pass. But you know, as, as a grown up, you, you kind of, I don't mind the snow. It's the ice that shuts everything yeah, oh, down, yeah. but now it's such a, it's a unique atmosphere that everybody's working from home. So like, I don't go in our studios. Now I'm doing it from the couch. So yeah. it's a little bit different. So it's not that big of a deal. Now.
2: Will you take off president's day or will you be working later today?
0: I don't think I've ever taken a President's Day. I think it would have been a good idea now that I think of it in retrospect. I was not working today, though, unfortunately. I would rather have slept in today um, because I don't know how much is actually going on. I don't know, man. I I just feel this void. I don't know about you, Clay, but, you know, after the Super Bowl – And, you know, I watch college basketball and I watch a little NBA, not as much NBA as I used to, but there's just a void until March. And it's just like February is just the suckiest month after the Super Bowl until we get to March Madness.
2: I'm with you. Uh, In fact, that's why I'm scheduled to fly down to Mexico tomorrow. And Nashville hasn't had a winter storm warning in five years and on the day, basically, that I'm scheduled to fly out, we got our first winter storm warning. So, like, I, I this is always what I'm afraid of. Like, I talked to my wife. I was like, hey, let's buy insurance, because I actually did think ahead, because I'm like, I, the worst thing that could happen is, you, anytime it's January or February, you know, the weather could get bad in the South if you're trying to get out. I said... When you're excited to go on vacation and then the weather hits and you just have to stay, the only thing that would be worse, the real kick in the ball, so to speak, would be then you find out, hey, we spent all this money and it's not refundable, so we weren't able to actually go anywhere. So
0: I've never bought insurance, true story, until last year before spring break and decided for whatever reason... To pay for the insurance and for like a $2,000, at least the rental unit, the insurance was only like a couple of hundred bucks. That's right. And I decided to go and pull the trigger on it. And then what happens a week before spring break, pandemic hits. And so we were unable to travel. And I go to cash in my policy, and they say, uh, policy is not covered by pandemic.
2: Oh, that's a big dispute. So what happened?
0: Uh, well, ultimately, I got them to finally credit, and it, it comes full circle, I have never been to Gatlinburg in my life until, for whatever reason, my daughter wanted to go last spring break. We had a really cool cabin yeah. um, outside of Pigeon Forge. And so, the rental company finally, after going back and forth, decided to credit it to me after the Christmas break this year. So we went up there and on the final night I had gone, we had one night left and I had gone in the local bar and there was nobody there and I was talking to the bartender and she told me everybody's getting out of town because the weather's going to get bad. And I said, well, you guys are in the mountains, you're used to snow, right? And she said, well, Christmas Eve, um, you know, bad, bad ice hit and people were stuck all over the mountain. And so people don't want to get stuck again. So we packed up and drove to Knoxville that night. So back (laughs) to this conversation, just because I was scared to death because I, hell, nobody can drive
2: on ice. Yeah. And in the mountains it 's even worse because you 're you know not able to control yourself at all it 's like uh, I grew up uh, outside of Nashville on a hill right like I mean pretty high up in the uh, in, in the in the hill and uh you couldn 't i mean you couldn 't get down our hill if if there was like a bad snow or ice and the problem is Birmingham, I imagine is very similar to Nashville, and much of this area is geographically. You're always kind of right on that borderline of is it going to be a cold rain or is it going to be snow? Right. Like I I feel like Nashville leads the nation in like thirty five and rain. Right. Like we're always like right there on the periphery of whether or not it's going to snow and it doesn't feel like it ever does. And so, yeah, it's been five years and now we're getting ice and people are just slipping and sliding all over the place.
0: Yeah, and we just don't know how to handle it. You know, going back, we had a storm in 2014, and a lot of the local meteorologists, I'll never forget, they called it, you know, there's probably going to be a dusting. And so nobody really worried about it. And I remember we were doing middays then, and we were sitting at our studios, and you could see, you know, it started to come down slowly. And within an hour, the parking lot was full of snow. And I started to think, well, we're on a hill. We probably need to figure something out. By the time we figured anything out, we were completely stuck. And, you know, we ended up walking like three miles to my – my brother had a house not far from the studio. But – that that night, I mean, people were stuck on the interstate, oh they yeah, were stuck in the local schools. And so now I mean the good news is it was a bad time for a lot of people and a lot of people freaked out. But now anytime there is the possibility of any uh, you know, snow or or ice, they shut everything down.
2: It's it's funny, like back like twenty years ago now it's been. I started law school in two thousand one at Vanderbilt and my wife is from Michigan you know my wife Laura she came down this was the first time she'd ever been in the south at all and i told her i said hey this was probably like this probably like february of uh, of 2002 nashville doesn't get snow very often but when it happens people lose their minds and i said hey do not get in your car if you are trying to go anywhere if it starts to snow and she just kind of laughed it off she was like whatever you know like people can drive in the snow And she decided to try to go somewhere. And for people who don't know Nashville, like as you come out of downtown Nashville, there's a small hill. As you move towards Vanderbilt University, Broadway turns into West End Avenue. And there's a little bit of a hill. And I mean, I swear to God, she was in her car stuck for six hours. And eventually she called me and it was like Armageddon because people just abandoned their cars <laughs> in Nashville like they were just like screw this like nobody could make it up the hill because it was icy and because the snow had hit and so literally the it looked like you know a post apocalyptic scene if you were just looking down this main drag one of the main streets in Nashville people had all just abandoned their cars in the street they couldn't move them they couldn't go anywhere and just walked wherever they needed to go and eventually I saw her later that night and she was like, I've never seen anything like this. I said, I told you not to get in your car. Like, don't try to go anywhere. If it's going to snow or ice in Nashville, you'll never be able to get where you need to go. And, uh, and yeah. it's, I mean, I think that lesson, like you saw it happen in Atlanta. Uh, you remember a couple of years ago when Atlanta got like three inches of snow and the same thing, North Carolina, South Carolina, it's not just the snow. It's always on that snow and ice line and it just destroys everything.
0: Yeah, I don't want to be negative here, but I'm going to go John Candy and planes, trains, and automobiles. What he told Steve Martin in Wichita, you're not getting out of Wichita tonight. I, I yeah. think that's you in Mexico. I think you're going to have problems with these flights.
2: I don't think there's any doubt either. And the only thing worse than missing the flight would be to get to the airport, find out your flight's canceled, and then you've got to turn around and drive get all the way stuck. back. Or get stuck at the airport. Well, yeah, I'm not getting stuck at the airport. I mean, I'll figure out a way to get. I mean, if I, you know, it's one thing, what I'm always afraid of travel-wise, and and this also with my wife, I won't go anywhere where you have to have a connecting flight. Because it seems to me that inevitably, you get stuck, at least with my kids. Uh, I said, I should, with with she's like, where do you want to go on vacation? Like, all this stuff. I always say with the kids, I'll go anywhere that has a direct flight. But if you make me go to an airport I don't want to go to, I, I tried to go to a buddy's wedding. I think I told you about this uh, a couple of years ago. My buddy was getting married in Hartford, Connecticut. He's, that's his like, closest big city to his hometown. And so there's no direct flights to Hartford, Connecticut from Nashville. So I had to go through Baltimore, BWI International. When I got to BWI, I was on the plane about to taxi out. And the entire, uh, the entire, I swear to God, the entire, uh, airport, like the, the radar control went down all of DC and nobody could travel out and it didn't work the air traffic control for like 14 hours. So I flew up early in the morning to Baltimore. I swear to God, Baltimore airport. I was at Baltimore airport from like 8 a.m. because my flight took off at like 530 in the morning or whatever the heck it was in Nashville. I got there super early in the morning. They made us disembark from the plane. I spent all day at the airport. I took off at 1030 at night and turned around and flew back to Nashville. I missed the whole wedding. The airport was How shut drunk down for were that you long. by the
0: time you left at 1030?
2: Not that drunk because I thought, I, you were, to your point, I thought I was going to have to figure out a way to get to an airport. So I didn't want to spend the night at the airport. Right. So and BWI, if you're familiar with it at all, it's not really that close to anything like I used to. So I went to college in Washington, D.C. and used to have to go to get on BWI back in the day. You would have to take from Union Station in D.C. You have to take the subway to Union Station. And this when I was a kid in college, I didn't have any money. I didn't have a car. Take the subway to Union Station. You would take either the Amtrak or the MARTA, which is like the Maryland Area Rapid Transit Authority, I think, to the BWI train station. From the BWI train station, you would take a bus... The bus would take you to the airport. I mean, by the time you got to the airport, you'd been traveling like nine hours, right? You're a college kid. The reason why I would go to BWI, people are like, why you go to the airport like there? Because Southwest flew to BWI, so it was so much cheaper. Now, you can go like National. is super easy to get in and out of, but Southwest wasn't there back in the day, and it used to be incredibly expensive to fly out of National. And again, if I had the money now, I would never go to BWI. But my point is, it's not that close to anything. So, I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to take a, get all the way back to D.C. I know people in D.C. I can go hang out with them. But that was my, I'm never traveling anywhere and just getting stuck at an airport again. So, I, yeah. I didn't have any other option. So, that's, with kids, the only thing that could have been worse is if you have, like, young kids and you're stuck in an airport all day.
0: Well, the good news is, you being in Nashville, you have a lot of direct flights. I mean, that's the only thing, well, you know, I love Birmingham. But one of the big negatives is there might be five direct flights.
2: Yeah, that is a challenge. All right, I got a couple of questions for you uh, here, all right? Going to get to an NFL question for you if you want to come back with one more segment, but I want to hit you with this question before we go to break. I got into a discussion. I was watching The Matrix with my 12-year-old, my seventh grader, over the weekend, and I've been watching all the Indiana Jones movies with my six-year-old. You are a big movie buff. I contend that The Last Crusade is the best trilogy movie, right? The only movie that I can think of where the third one, the trilogy, is better than the first two. There are some movies that you can think of and like the sequel is better than the original. I'll give you some examples. I believe Empire Strikes Back better than the original Star Wars. I believe Godfather Part Two better than the original Godfather, right? Um, it's really you, tight. That's a toss-up to me. Uh, they're both excellent. Both far better than the third. I think that the yeah, last Terminator Two is better than Terminator. Oh, that's good. That's a good one too. I, I knew you would be able to yeah. think of some of this.
0: Aliens is right there. Another James Cameron film is Aliens is right there with Aliens. So, but there's there's not a lot. I can't think of a third. That is better than the first because I disagree. I think Raiders is better. I like Last Crusade a lot. I haven't seen it in a while. I have seen Raiders recently, um, but I can't even think of third that would even make a run outside of Last Crusade. Do you have any examples?
2: So it's an interesting question. Um, I'm going to pull up some of the some of the examples, but. First of all, I don't know when the last time you watched them is, but I do think re-watching movies like 20 years after you saw them the first time is really enjoyable. It's one of the best things I think about having young kids is you get to go back and relive your childhood with them. So we've watched the Back to the Future movies. Back By the way, Back to the Future 1 and 2 is still good, but Back to the Future 1, one of the greatest, most complete movies ever made, right? Just flawless, yep. like you like it as a kid, but you also still like it. Love it, Goonies. Goonies is so good. Uh, Ghostbusters. There are uh, the the. I, I will give you one right here. Argument that Christmas Vacation could be better than the original Vacation. Different kids, sort of an almost different era. But Christmas Vacation. The other one that people were giving me uh, a lot. Toy Story Three, which just recently came out some people are saying is better than the two original Toy Stories. Interesting argument there. Uh, I'll give you some more examples, but you're a big movie buff. I want you to think about that uh, when we come back. I'm also going to ask you uh, about some NFL quarterback issues. Uh, We started off the show talking a little bit about that, uh, and I will discuss it with you as well. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m.
1: Pacific.
2: Welcome back in. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. It's the President's Day edition of the show. I had to think there for a minute to remember exactly what uh, day it was and what holiday it was. We are back here in the Farmers Outkick studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Is, Is President's Day like the lowest power rated holiday on the calendar that people actually get vacation for? Uh it's gotta be um you know columbus like day you. i I think Columbus Day is right up there with it. maybe Day is close,
0: yeah, you know you shout out a tweet that I've always believed in uh not that I'll ever be uh you know a president or any politician with any kind of power, but I think it should be mandatory that we get the day after the super Bowl off yeah,
2: and and I think that it, would and be make it like yes President's I agree. Day. I agree. I, I think there's, I think there's absolutely no doubt that that would be uh, that that would be the the situation. By the way, we were talking as we went to break about. Uh, I was saying that Last Crusade is uh, phenomenal, and I asked, uh, you know, basically, what is the? Can you think of a trilogy? Some people said Back to the Future 3 being the best. I think anybody making that argument is insane. Um, you know, Back to the Future 1 was really good. The second one was good. Didn't
0: they go to the West in 3? I didn't even
2: yeah. see 3. Like, I saw yeah, the they went West. Two.
0: I mean, there's a lot of these that, that I haven't even seen the third because the second was so bad or was so much worse than the first. I've got one, but I never saw it. But it just comes to mind with me thinking. Um, and this is weird because I love. Game of Thrones, you turned me onto that way back in the day. Yeah, as a kid, I liked the animated Hobbit to Lord of the Rings, but when I watched the first Lord of the Rings movie, I couldn't get into it at all. And I think it was the third, the Return of the King, that actually swept the Oscars, was it not?
2: Yeah, that's that was one suggestion that people are making um, that that is one of the best. Uh, and uh, Return of the Jedi, some people are arguing. I just I don't believe that. I think uh, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, even though it's not technically a trilogy, it was the third one. And I think Christmas Vacation is by far the best one, too. And uh, well, it's, I, it's really interesting. You can share yours, by the way, with me um, at Clay Travis and tell me which ones you think are actually the best.
0: Well, your oldest is 12 now?
2: Yeah, he just turned 13. He's in seventh grade.
0: Yeah. So here's what you get to look forward to, because gloves are off now. And this is just bad parenting on my part, but... Daughter's seventeen, sons thirteen. So basically, we can watch anything now. Yeah. And it, just the older they get, the more fun you'll have. Like Breakfast, Breakfast Club. We rolled that out a couple of years ago, and it's progressively gotten worse. You know, I had to shut down super bad in the middle of it about a year ago. We went back and <laughs> had to power through it. You know, there's some of those scenes that are really, really tough. But the older they get, the more fun you will have with these movies.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, all right, so uh, a couple of questions for you here in the NFL. We talked about this a bit to uh, to start off. Um, there are a lot of quarterbacks, first round draft picks, that are theoretically available now as we get ready for the 2021 NFL season. Ryan Tannehill is one of the rare reclamation projects that has actually worked, right? Uh, he was a first round pick. The Miami Dolphins basically kicked him to the curb. The Titans went and got him for low cost, and they now have signed him to a $100 million contract. And I think it's fair to say, I don't know that he's ever going to win a Super Bowl, but I think he started enough games now where the taking over the part season, the AFC championship run, like that wasn't a total aberration. He had a good season this year, he's a top 10 caliber quarterback. Is there anybody else that can be the Ryan Tannehill of this offseason? I'm going to give you a bunch of quarterbacks. Would you buy stock in any of these guys? All right. All former first round quarterbacks that are now theoretically available Dwayne Haskins, Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitch Trubisky, Sam Darnold. Any of those eight that you believe could ever be a high-level starting quarterback again, the Ryan Tannehill reclamation project, potentially, any of those eight you would buy stock in?
0: Well, I'll take a look at three. You know, if Jameis Winston, I mean, obviously, he's, he's a talent. If he could cut down on the turnovers, which I don't know if that's a possibility, but now if he's given an opportunity with Sean Peyton. Payton, in that system, with that defense, that could be really intriguing if that is his team. I mean, when you watch Drew Brees, it was a dental arm situation this year. And Michael Thomas, when healthy, is maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL. So, I think Jameis is an interesting one to look at. Carson Wentz, you know, I'll stick to it. I think they still would have won the Super Bowl with Wentz when they won it with poles. I think Wentz would have won an MVP if he doesn't get hurt uh, against the Rams back in 2017. I mean, he was just that good. And I don't think he had a ton of talent around him in the last couple of years, and he couldn't stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, you put the right, right cast around him. Um, I think Carson Wentz could be one of those guys, and then Sam Darnold. I mean, you give me one playmaker on the Jets the last three years. He he hasn't had anyone. Yeah, it's just an awful organization. And I think Sam Darnold, if for whatever reason he got uh, he got to go back to California and play for San Francisco, if San San Francisco gets rid of Garoppolo. Um, I think Sam Darnold with the 49ers is really intriguing.
2: If you were J.J. Watt's agent, or if he came to you and he said, LT, where should I go? Where would you tell him makes the most sense for him to go to this coming season?
0: Uh, not Now, as a Rams fan, not that I want him, but you look at what the Rams have been able to do. When you play alongside Aaron Donald and when he's double teamed, Every play and, you know, every third or fourth play, he's triple teams. You look at what's happened with Dante Fowler and the money he was able to make in free agency after doing nothing with Jacksonville. Leonard Floyd did nothing. First-round guy with Chicago. He comes to the Rams, has a career year this year. I think J.J. Watt, you know, just... You know, it wasn't a great Texans defense. And, you know, he still led that defense with, I think, five sacks this past year. And I think if he was to go somewhere like L.A. and play alongside a talent like Aaron Donald, I think that would be intriguing. I think going to Pittsburgh, you know, I don't know if, if you know, people believe they've still got, uh, you know, the possibility of winning a Super Bowl championship. Some people believe that window shut. I think a lot of people forget they were 11-0 this year. If Roethlisberger can give it one more run, if he played alongside his brother TJ with that great defense, I think that would be interesting.
2: Yeah, it is kind of intriguing to know what his motivation is, right? Because you have to assume that money is not his primary motive. And so, if money isn't his primary motive, then to me, there's two potential motives out there. One is a championship, and I think that has to be in the back of his mind. Two... Being able to play with his brothers and finish his career on the same team as them might have some appeal, and certainly it's not like the Steelers are an atrocious team. So if I were kind of setting the odds on the most likely destinations for J.J. Watt, I would go with Steelers one, and then I'd probably go Packers two, uh, because obviously the Wisconsin connections and as close to making it to the Super Bowl as the Packers have been two straight games arguably they should have won uh the most recent one in the nfc championship Uh, i i think if i were given the opportunity those would be the choices i'd go with the packers one and sorry the steelers won packers too but i think your rams idea is not a bad one i think the titans are desperate in the division you know a lot of the teams that you're going to play against um, and uh, they're probably interested in giving some decent money to several different defensive ends the question is do you think he has anything left is jJ yeah, not, I don't know you know I mean he's not going to be Tom Brady, I don't think where suddenly he still has that next to level.
0: Right. I mean, three of the last five years, he's played eight or less games, and I just don't trust him to stay healthy. But, you know, a team that's obviously done really good with the reclamation projects, the New England Patriots. And there's got to be something intriguing if the Patriots can address quarterback before he is able to ink a deal with them. If he believed that they had quarterback right to play for a guy like Belichick, I think, you know, that's one of those possibilities as well.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Um, LT, good luck surviving the snow um, and the ice and the mess that is uh, sweeping across the south right now. Enjoy your President's Day, man. I appreciate you getting up early with us, and uh, we'll talk to you hopefully uh, sometime in the future. And fingers crossed that I managed to get outside the country and be on the beach uh, by this time uh, yeah. almost
0: tomorrow. Yeah, Clay, if you survive the ice in Nashville, good luck on surviving the ice in Mexico. <laughs>
2: That is Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor on Twitter. We come back. Gina Carano, big time story out there. I'm going to dive into it. Former MMA fighter who has been blacklisted in Hollywood. What's the story there? What did she say? And what does it tell us about where we are right now as a pop culture universe, both in sports and in entertainment? We'll discuss it next. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 right. If you
1: dare.